Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thanks for listening to Mid-Flight Brawl. Once again, it's brought to you by our legendary mates over at Heaps Normal. Heaps Normal, independent, delicious, non-alcoholic beer. They were dry urgeli, Heggy. They were doing a thing called dry urgeli, where you just do your best. Yeah. You know, you have a few mm. of their bevies, then you have a, an alcoholic bevy. Just do your best. And then uh, I got an email from from our mates over there saying a, a yeah. certain company that sounds like dry urgeli. I won't say what it is. You can figure that out yourselves. Got a little bit. Um, it's your favourite thing, you know, like charitable charitable causes that get fucking lawyers onto stuff really fast. Oh yeah. Big profits in charity these days. <laughs> Go on. What happened? Well, it's it's now no longer dry July. It's now normal July. What? But same rules apply. Just fucking do your best. Okay. All right? And you can do your best by drinking some Heaps Normal. Get to heapsnormal.com. Use our code DUTYFREE at checkout for free shipping across Australia. It's bloody good stuff, mate. I just became a dad again a week ago, and uh, thankfully Luch kept the uh, the labour under two hours, like the weapon she is, because I only had a four pack. That's what I told her. For sure, I'd gone through the rest of the. I'd gone through the rest of the slab. Go, Luch. There's only four left here. Yeah, don't push it past the three hour mark. You're like a Scientologist. They tell they tell their women to shut up during childbirth, don't they? Isn't that part of the deal? Really? That's part of their charity. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. They woman's not allowed to make much noise during childbirth. How's that? If that's true, that's the craziest bit of their whole fucking religion. <laughs> I'll I'll accept the aliens and the you know sign on to Sea Org for ten billion years. Yeah. Good luck telling somebody giving birth to fucking pipe down. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm having one of my last heaps normals now. I, I got two cartons of the stuff, and I have been motoring through it in uh, in July. It's been pretty good. You love it, huh? Yeah. We smash them. It's good stuff. It is nice. I can drink one, and uh, you know I can drink ten. And I don't have to worry that I'm – I can drink 10 and then drive a newborn baby around. Yeah. It's a good feeling. <laughs> As it's good should. vibes. But get on there. There's only a few days left here in normal July. So get on to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free. Thanks to all the legends that have so far. We do appreciate it. And our mates at Heaps Normal are loving it. But uh, let's smash a few of these final cans and get into this app. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the? Out the fucking door! 
Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's the uh, father of two now going? Mate, it's a fi- do I change it over yet? Now, am I now father, comedian, soon-to-be children's author? Is that the Insta bio? Do I have to update it? I would have thought, I would have thought that's done <laughs> on your bio. Father first, <laughs> husband second. No? If you're just tuning in for the first time, Eggie and I have spoken in the past about how there's something wrong with those blokes. It's always father, CEO of three companies. And um, yeah, I reckon they're doing a bit more CEOing than they are fathering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Head of a charity second, probably entertainer yeah. third. Yeah. I bet you I, I don't follow him on Instagram, but I reckon Jeff Bezos probably got father. Oh, yeah. He would have ditched husband real quick. <laughs> husband would have yeah. been second, way down now <laughs> until the next time. Well, mate, it's all all good here. I've got a just over one week old at home, and he's eating heaps. And uh, mate, it's all fine. Excellent. I am also eating heaps. Yeah, I'm probably on the same feeding schedule as him, ten to twelve times a day, having a good old fashioned Cody blowout. Yeah. Well, we're in lockdown here, so fuck it. Gyms aren't open. Can't do anything. I've gone the opposite of that. Like just, I, I mean, I spent my whole life just eating probably yeah. eight, ten small meals a day, mm-hmm. then snacks on top, just eat, graze all day. But I've and I'll feel fine, but maybe I'd feel even more fine if I got into a fad diet, so I'm doing that for a week, two days in, quite punishing. You hung up too quickly on the phone when I was talking to you yesterday to cop the abuse, so I had to really bottle it back in <laughs> and save it for today because you go, mate, it's five for five. I've got to get my last meal in before the fast starts. See you later, mate. I go, oh, well, you've yeah. planned that well. Put the, See, you've rammed that in the final sentence before hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to bring in your new fab fast Whatever you're doing, I had a sandwich on the press, so I had to had to like I had to get it in, and had a few minutes to eat. <laughs> How's it work? Yeah, is it? Can you start the? How, first of all, fasting. What are you doing? Are you doing the sixteen hours off, eight hours eating? What are you doing? I eat for four hours, and then that's it. And then fast for twenty. What I want, and what I want is a lot of pasta and and a sandwich and and some meat, whatever, whatever, whatever's in the fridge. I'm eating it. Starting at 1 p.m. So you just ram it into the four-hour window. Yep. Well, we are recording this in the afternoon. I apologise that I'm cutting into your food time. So if you do hear chomping, it is just Heggy getting those fucking calories in <laughs> before sundown. Why Why are you doing this? I don't know. You're fit as a fiddle. You're 56 or whatever you are. You're fine. Well, I don't know. I'll see. I'll see if you want to feel better. No, I've just been a bit sloppy. I haven't done much exercise. I haven't been out on the bike much. And uh, Lockdown. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I knock this shit as much as you do, but yeah. I thought, you know, you can't knock it till you try it. Well, you can, but then you've got to try it and then knock it some more. <laughs> yeah, it's so, oh, it's so much better once you've actually tried it to knock it. Yeah, you're an authority then. Yeah. It's like people who leave a church, you can stick it right in. I was going to say, you're probably not out on your bike much due to Sydney lockdown laws because I know here in, in Melbourne, we're back in lockdown again, just got extended for another week, uh, 13 cases, so... Probably warrants it, but um, I can't go further than five k's from a house on my pushy. Which, what is even the point? But I assume in Sydney you're a bit more lax up there. You probably yeah only allowed maybe a hundred k from the home. I don't know what you do. Oh, I can. It's just I've got school holidays. Every time you you put the put a pair of shorts on or something, whack the helmet on your head, your name gets yelled. My name's <laughs> getting yelled every ten to twenty seconds, so it's hard to get out the door and jump on the bike. You really got to time it well. Yeah, not easy. <laughs> Mate, we almost had a, a birth in the car. Did you? Yeah. 
Jesus. Luch really put, we're pretty close to the hospital that we went to and we turned up. The cabbie hit a pothole. No, it was, uh, thank, thankfully, I can drive. I'm a big boy now. Um, oh, that's all right. It was the, Good the fucking speed humps on the way. Were you taking them too fast? Yeah, well, I, I don't slow down. I don't have a too fast, too furious car with lights underneath. You know, I can I can hit them at speed. I was hoping it jukes a hazard at oh, yeah. <laughs> into the hospital car park. Come in sideways and slide across the bonnet. Help her out. Then I saw on the news this morning. Thankfully, we got there just in time. But I saw on the news this morning someone did give birth in the car. Can't be good. Absolutely not. No, you've you've witnessed a couple seats. I've witnessed a couple. Yeah, um, man. Off topic, but yeah. uh, good news. Just last week, the spirits back. Oh. We recorded before Queensland saved a bit of face in that dead rubber. Yeah, but um. They were down 2-0 in a three-game series, and you know... The one place you don't want a Queenslander is with his back to the wall. They fucking yeah. fired up for that dead rubber match. <laughs> oh, thank fuck. I nearly put an Ugg boot through the Falcon last week. It's pretty tense second <laughs> half there. <laughs> Mate, the Falcon an Ugg boot could whiz past it and it would knock the fucking Falcon <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like the Matrix. It just sort of blows back. Our boot goes past and then it's back to normal, just waving around like an OH, like a overhead projector screen. That'll be surely that's the next technology on those Harvey Norman ads. Eighty five inch, eighty five inch flat screen that you can just fucking peg a full can at, and it's still, it's still going to break. The strongest flat screen technology. Next thing's got to be like a hologram TV, doesn't it? Like just two pack style. What style? Tupac, when Tupac had that hologram at the music festival in the States. Like Tupac came back from the death, didn't he? Didn't yeah. Michael Jackson do the same? Did he do a hologram? Yeah, he did a hologram concert after death. Well planned. Leaguey holograms. Well, I think they're all up. They're all in the bubble now on the Gold Coast. Who are? Didn't a bunch of NRL teams? Of rugby league players? Yeah, I think a bunch of them all moved up to the Gold Coast. Oh, okay. They should just live there permanently anyway. I can't get in to do my shows next week at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Fuck. Oh, is that next week? As long as they can, I'm happy. And will you still be fasting then? I don't know. Depends on my temper. <laughs> how, has it, how has it gone? How many days in are you to this 20 hours off, four hours on? Well, two, but the first day's easy because I had I had dinner the night before. Yeah. It's when you skip dinner and breakfast, get a bit testy by 12 p.m. Yeah. Just sitting there watching the clock till one with a piece of beef jerky in your hand. <laughs> Waiting to chomp on. <laughs> I imagine you like uh, one of those, the good, the bad, the hungry, the fucking speed eaters. Oh, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> just uh, Joey Chestnut. 78 fucking Nathan's hot dogs in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> 12.59. They must fast anyway. You couldn't eat two meals like that per day. Mate, he won again, Joey Chestnut. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he must be near the end of his life. He doesn't look good. For something that contains so many preservatives, I don't know how, how long he's going to last. Maybe he'll live forever. <laughs> That's the secret, <laughs> just to consume more. Those 600 kilo blokes in hospital, they got it wrong. <laughs> Joey Chestnut's got it just right. It's like anesthetics. <laughs> By the way, there's been... um. Because there's fuck all on because both of our towns are in lockdown. I'm interested in your view on this. Uh, Richard Branson last week and then I think Bezos this week going up for just a cheeky peek around space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, um, I mean, probably the probably the first two blokes on earth to be really good guy, billionaires. Yeah. Like I've never met one. Like you can't. I don't think I've met a billionaire to be honest, but like I'd be 
you'd struggle to meet a good bloke. He's a billionaire. Who's become a billionaire. Yeah. You cannot do that without a massive body count. No way. I reckon that's the only reason they're going up there. There's no tax. Oh, yeah. There's no tax in space. You just release a few crates <laughs> of cash into space. They'll float around the earth for a while and they'll grab it when they need it. Bar, a few bars of gold. Would you ever give it a crack? I found out it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a seat on one of these things. Some people paid millions. Yeah. And then I thought, fuck, I wonder how long they're leaving their families for. 11 minutes. Yeah. 11 yeah. minutes, potentially forever, though. Yeah. So, you know, that's a long trip. You get your money's worth out of your million bucks there. Well, somebody somebody had to pull the pin because of that. Ashton Kutcher, the actor. Um, well, he was he was on it, was he? He was he was meant to go on it, and his wife Mila Kunis, another actor, said to him, "Oi, we got fucking three young kids or whatever. Yeah, don't go into the don't go into space with these other guys for the first time. Yeah, just wait till they've made a few trips. Yeah, fair enough. They drop the dead weight. It's that little ball bloke floating around in orbit." <laughs> Then you can go once they've perfected that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like the first long-haul flights when they come back. No, thank you. Yeah. You can fucking <laughs> blow out all the Alice Springs red dust out of their engines on a few laps before I'm hopping on any of those bad boys. Yeah, all, all the pilots have got shaved heads because they've been bored sitting at home. Nah. Yeah. Wait till they get normal hair back. Well, they've all been working at Coles and shit. I don't want that. I don't know if they all have. I think that's a special case. That's one or two. Yeah, yeah, good on them. They're normal mortals like the rest of us. Nah, it's only a handful of them. Or is it just pilots with gambling problems that blew through all their massive salaries? Yeah. Didn't have any set aside for a, a cheeky 18-month pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone set much aside for this, to be honest. I don't think it's just pilots. I don't think anyone said, yeah, I'll just keep this for a rainy day, a rainy 18 months. <laughs> nah. Well, that's the problem. I'm stretched out too far. Much like this intro. Should we just fucking get into the app? Yes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You're getting hungry. Right, so I've, I've read a study, well, I've read a few, but relating to the growing class gap, and in particular, that physical and situational quality on planes can predict air rage. And uh, on planes, right, that have, a, that have a first class section, air rage is nearly four times more likely to occur. Is that rich people just kicking off? Or? No, no, no. It's just the existence of a first class cabin yeah. will make four times more likely air rage anywhere on the plane to occur. Also, to be finicky with their stats there, mm-hmm. planes that have a first-class cabin, a lot of the times long-haul flights, so you've got more of a chance of people getting maggot at an international departure lounge beforehand. Yeah, but there's also um, planes where the disgusting economy-class passengers walk through the first-class section to get to their bucket <laughs> seats. Nothing more annoying, I reckon. There's no- there's nothing worse. Oh. Don't advertise it to me now. Let me get on the fucking back. That's everyone's with you there. Like they are, those ones, two and a half times more likely to kick off than when the filthies just enter from a side <laughs> door and don't get to see how the other half live. Yeah. You're much more calm if you haven't seen the luxury. Just hide <laughs> it away. <laughs> so it's um, it's definitely a thing. There's, there's a study, like a, University study. Nothing worse. One of those long haul flights too. You're getting on in that middle section, and you you get told right, and then your seats on the left, however many rows down. Just get that, and then you hear the next bloke. Oh, hello, Mister Smith. Yeah. Yep. Just to the left here. You go. Oh, you don't even say hi the same way. Yeah. (laughs) Man, 
well, according to America, to a growing degree, Australia, if you're unhappy with not being rich, you should just work harder. And uh, by that, I mean be born a rich, greedy turd who exploits the working classes. <laughs> um, the sort of access all areas, VIP sections, velvet rope types that you yearn to be. Oh, I hate that no shit. Good, mate. Mate, I told you I got to go in a VIP section once. Not a fan. Oh, it's grim. It's just don't flaunt just it. Just a weird situation. Like a roped off area of a nightclub. Weird. Yeah. Oh, it's like, uh, have you seen that Jean-Claude Van Damme series on YouTube? No. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. It's called, it's called Behind Closed Doors or something along those lines. Yeah. Him and his son are in oh. nightclubs just dancing, just those two <laughs> yeah. in a roped off section, stuff like that. It's fantastic. He can't be up to any good. Jean-Claude Van Damme's it's- son. Not this. It's it's just called behind closed doors or or beyond the door or something. And he's doing roundhouse kicks with a chihuahua in his arm to go to the ad breaks, stuff like that. Real good. Is this Christopher or Nicholas? Is it Christopher with know. a K? Because Nicholas, if I click on him, it's looking like a mugshot. Yeah, right. And it is. Here we go. What did he do? Sentence Wednesday. Eighteen months of probation, disorderly conduct. Is it a Ukrainian nightclub? If it is. It's the one I'm thinking of. Was accused of holding his roommate at knife point. When he was arrested, police were concerned he could be a flight risk. Yeah. And then he repeatedly told police his father was famous and he had the financial means to postpone and leave the country. That's not what you meant to say. That's not going to put the cops at ease. <laughs> Man, it's it's a good it's a good watch. Have a go. By the way, though, like I think, you know, the class, just keep it hidden. Okay? Flaunting it, that's what pisses people off. We all know there's a class divide, but you drive a Bentley through a slum laughing at the poor folk, you could and should get bashed. Just keep the first class on a different plane maybe or something along those lines. That's why we all hate real estate agents. I think I've mentioned it before. I won't mention the comedian's name, but I was in LA a few years ago with a very famous Australian comedian Mm. who lives there. And uh, he was taking me around in his Maserati in LA and said, in Australia, this car costs four hundred grand or whatever, but here it's only one hundred eighty thousand US. Yep. And I said, "Yeah, but you don't drive as past as many homeless people. You don't drive past as many homeless people in Australia as you do here." So that's where you're getting your pay, value. Pay the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Not driving a cheap Maserati through a tent city. No thanks. Oh, flaunting your wealth like that. Like. First class cabins, see, they're taking up more and more space as time goes on. Planes have become miniature versions of society where the class divide is a cause of social unrest, clearly, as we see by all the fights. By the way, if you've never sat in a business class seat before, I've been lucky enough to get upgraded or spend points on one. Never paid for one, just upgraded or using points. And uh, all it is, I believe a comedian Bill Burr said this, it's just an actual chair. Yeah. That's why it's nice, is you're just sitting how you'd normally sit. It's nothing amazing. It's just great compared to the back, which is awful. Yeah. Which is I never want someone I don't know touching my elbow with theirs. I don't really know why they haven't just put bunks in, really, for longer ones. You can fit just as many people, three or four high bunks. Get your own bed, lying down, done. Nanny state. I think Qantas were trying something with that. Projects, it was like a project sunrise or something. They were trying to have a gym in there and bunk beds and. Oh no, I'm not talking that. I'm talking economy bunks, like just you know, 
It's, it's not a safety thing. If the plane goes down, you're fucked. If you're sitting up or lying down, yeah, doesn't matter. Just give them bunks, shove them in. You fit more in, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, and if anything, turbulence when you're in a fucking lie-down seat on a plane, it's quite comforting. Yeah, great. Puts you to sleep, rocks you to sleep. You feel like a, a big baby. Might be great. Wouldn't have to feed people. A big baby that's had 17 burbots. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I was going to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> they, could, they could set you up a drip. Like everyone could get their own drip. Great. I, for one, quite enjoy bashing a few rich people, though. Anyway, um, we're looking at Korean air. That's where our class warfare takes place. Last century, Korean air, one of the most dangerous airlines on the planet. A couple of passenger planes shot down by Soviets in the 70s and 80s, not really their fault. They've got a couple of episodes of air crash investigations. Oh, they would have, for yeah. sure. Between 1970 and 1999, 16 write-offs and the loss of 700 lives. Yeah, it's never good when you go into a, an airline's Wikipedia page and then under incidents and accidents, they've got a separate uh, – it's like, click here. It's too long. We can't. Yeah. We can't ram them all in. <laughs> Each incident's got its own page. Yeah. That's when you know. Um, one particularly big one that's on that in 1997 in Guam. That's the episode. Yeah, that would have been one of your episodes. Bad weather, instrument landing, the classic. We've been talking about it a bit. Flight engineer saying, mate, you're coming in too steep or something. And captain says, look, I got it. He didn't. And then the first officer and the engineer just go, okay, well, wait, question him any further. Chain of command. Yeah. Silly, silly idea. Smash into a hill. I think that's the one I've spoken about before. Yeah. Where the, the co-pilot wouldn't say anything out of respect. Smash into a hill three miles short of the airport because of that respect. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Korean for told you cunt is, but last words on the black box, I yeah, hope. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> where respect gets you these days, side of a hill. <laughs> nice one, fuckhead. Nice one, fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like an airport, you fucking dunce. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a classic great last words, wouldn't it? People always ask what are your last few words gonna be? Nice one, fuck it, it'd be great. <laughs> so much better than is that burnt toast. Oh. Um two hundred and fifty four people on board. Two hundred and twenty nine turned into ghosts that day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, oh, I've had. I am. Um, I don't mind the grown angel wings. And, <laughs> but the, <laughs> to, is that too much? Um, I, saw, I saw a map. That's a scary plane for the few survivors. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 you never want to be into, into in some haunted wreckage. Oh yeah, good God! Fuck. Did you see? A, there's a map of the seating arrangement where the survivors were, and uh, first class, much better chance. A lot of yellow seats in that compared to the rest of the plane. Oh wow! Um, interestingly, though, right up the front and right up the back seemed to be the way to go. In this instance, must have whacked into the hill belly first. I don't know. Wow, all right. Don't know how, but there's a sort of cluster of survivors in 
two different sections and a couple of couple of tough solos. Is it engine stuff on the wing? Like if there's still fuel left in the wings? Probably, yeah. You're gonna, one sort of, you're gonna really cook that middle section, but yeah, a couple of clusters of people who survived. But the, and then the pilots have that. Occasionally, you pop your head in, you see they've got like the the carpet seat cover, like they're a fucking taxi driver. Is that it up here? Or the beads? No, no, no. <laughs> Just looks like a fur, like a, an actual carpet with elastic, almost like a bed sheet, but for the seat, oh, a right. seat cover, oh, yeah. but fur. Yeah, I know the ones. You're like, oh, yeah. that's fucking tacky. <laughs> Do I see a pilot with a neck pillow? I'm getting off. <laughs> um, but right up the front, right up the back. See, my my uncle, Uncle Brian, up in Toowoomba, he always said, no, mate, sit up the back. I've never seen a plane reverse into a mountain. Righto. Yeah. <laughs> good good logic. <laughs> Doesn't work out. Um, so the middle. I, I don't know why they don't just make the whole bloody thing out of that black box material, though, mate. <laughs> That'll be the go, surely. Anyway, December 5, 2014, uh, Korea, Korean Air is at JFK Airport, flight 86 headed to Seoul. And um, none other than Heather Cho, daughter of the airline's founder, was relaxing into her first-class seat pre-takeoff when a very unsettling incident occurred. Uh, she got served some macadamia nuts, the premium nut, Best nut money can buy. A um, few reasons they're so expensive, macadamia nuts, while we're down here. The trees, mm. I don't know if you know, there's only it's like 10 varieties of trees, but only two of them compare. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Produce the, the nuts. Oh. And... Uh... I've I've done this job briefly, right? Picking them, I've picked nuts, picked uh, macadamia. You have got to get them off the ground. Horrible work, back breaking. Where at Queensland? Yeah. Now, when you say you've got to get them off the ground, have you just fucking karate kicked the tree and knocked a few of them out? Well, you joke about that, but you can <laughs> sort of attach a, <laughs> a tractor or something to the tree and just shake the fuck out of it. But yep. they generally fall off, and you can get them. Um. I think the lack of enjoyment the working classes derive from providing rich people with food is what makes it so tasty to them <laughs> in the first place. Well, the more pain, the tastier it is. Absolutely. Every now and then, someone's just going to announce that a ridiculous acquisition from nature holds some healing powers. Next thing you know, some Acri- African villagers are harvesting lion cub foreskins as a delicacy for Chinese businessmen, <laughs> risking their lives. It tastes all the better because so many people died to get that to your fucking plate. It happens. All the time. Like, a lot of vegans drinking coffee. It's like, well, where do you think that came from? A great place? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. little stamp on the side of the sack says it's fine. Um, I mean, admittedly, macadamia nuts, not quite that bad, but uh, still sufficiently painful for the workers to get them, to make them taste that good. Overrated too, macadamia. 
Not a fan. Oh, man, I love them. I reckon they're good nuts. Yeah? Yeah. Plenty of good fats in them. 80% oil in a Macca nut. Fucking great nut. I see, I love, a, I love an almond. Love almonds. Oh, no. Macadamia's way better. Really? You'd rate an almond above a macadamia. I think I could eat more almonds. I think for a macadamia, it's got to have stuff on it. Like what? I don't know. Caramel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe a honey. Oh. Now you can get like a honey nut pack. Nah. Have you ever, have you ever roasted them? Um, no. Some? Maybe I'm thinking have of them hot. a pecan. A oh, pecan's a shit. Um, anyway, Heather got served up some macadamia nuts. Right. And uh, did you see the, 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 not the footage, obviously, but the news story associated with this? Certainly did. A public apology from a former Korean Airlines executive. Heather Cho was at the centre of national outrage. Last week, she ordered a flight to turn back because she was unhappy with how a flight attendant served her macadamia nuts. Cho's father owns the airline and has fired her. <laughs> well, what happened was, I'll tell you the, the full incident and the full extent of how horrible this was for her. She got served her macadamia nuts up in a bag. Oh, Big mistake. Everyone knows that macadamia nuts in first class need to be served on a plate. Why should any rich person have to open a bag of nuts? Defies all logic. The little bowl was one of the worst things about COVID. You'd see, because, you know, you you always bring up the point that companies just say, sorry, can't do it, COVID. Um, but there were people in business class flying around Australia getting little packs with, you know, a sandwich in plastic bags and shit. And they go, nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. Not here. It's not happening. I'll take not the chances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I didn't really enjoy that going into lounges and stuff and they, they got a rope up. They go, do you want a, a sandwich? I'd rather just make my own, stack it, pour high and toast it myself. But okay, I'll have what you've fucking done 10 minutes ago. It's cold. I've, se- I've seen the sandwiches and that don't we sound highfalutin, just a couple of lounge boys, but uh, <laughs> I've seen the toasted sangers you put together in a fucking virgin lounge. Yeah. You almost need your foot to push down the top of the <laughs> the sandwich maker to press it. <laughs> so, oi, mate, gives a boost. I've got to stand on this yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> you got to tell everyone else to fuck off. You're not getting some other bozo putting his in there with it. Oh, no. It's not going to work. Only the bottom of there is getting cooked here. <laughs> yeah. And they need a deep clean after the mayo that I've spread on the outside of the sandwich. Gets through the whole mechanism. Um, Not even butter, mayo on top. Oh, mayo's great. It really browns your bread. Great. So um, Kim Do-hee, the uh, insolent flight attendant who served the bag of nuts, got rebuked. And then, and then the cabin crew chief, Park Chang-jin, was called over to get his talking to, at which point he was told to get down on his knees and beg for forgiveness. <laughs> Never happening. Unless you have a pistol and I have some large debt, I'm, oh. I'm never on knees for forgiveness. No. Nah. I need a cold barrel against the temple before I start yep. you know, getting shorter. Even then. Stand up, get more of a mess made. Don't don't do it. You know, don't make it easy. Like you're seeing people digging their own graves and stuff in movies. That's crazy. What are they thinking halfway through? Going, I reckon this will in this time is going to cool off. Yeah, this will turn around. It's just a scare tactic. We'll get him with the shovel. 
So, um, <coughs> excuse me, that wasn't enough. So Heather has struck him over the knuckles repeatedly with the edge of her iPad. Whoa. And then, still not enough, she ordered the plane to go back to the gate to get the chief off before <laughs> continuing on its way. Oh, no. Caused a 20-minute delay. Imagine being that upset over your macadamia nuts. There was, um, after this, there was a company cover-up and uh, they ordered employees to delete any trace of the incident. Looks bad if the vice president is assaulting the staff. Yeah, but also it's like deleting evidence of what memories. They've got the men in black guns just knocking on people's doors. (laughs) I think there were some reports and stuff, you know, commenced as soon as he got birded off. No, 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 get rid of it. The chief cabin crew, uh, Park Chang-jin, he was going to go along with it and say, yeah, yeah, it was nothing, (laughs) making no public comments. He was just going to toe the company line. Also, the um, the flight attendant, Kim Doe, she was forced to appear in public with Heather Cho saying, look, everything's fine, nothing to see here, even though she'd been yelled at and he'd been bashed. You know, this chick must have form because the pilots have gone back. Oh, she's got form. She, um, you've, you've nailed that. But to round the point home here, right, Heather didn't, that wasn't enough that everyone's just going, yeah, okay. Sorry about the nuts. We'll shut up. She's uh, gone a bit too far here and started some rumours that the flight attendant and the cabin crew chief were in a sexual relationship. That's mad. And that's when they drew the line and said, nah, actually, we're filing an official complaint. Wow. That's where she went wrong. Greedy. Great. <laughs> Greedy. You got the plane turned around. It was all fine. Every time. Get everything you want, then you get greedy. You just want more and more and more. <laughs> Um, so the airlines investigated and amazingly found nothing untoward had happened at all. Nothing. Shut up. What are the odds? But the flight attendant and the chief quite wisely played it out in the media. It's a very smart move in these sorts of regimes. Um, Cho denied anything had happened, but then there was a dobber on board. My word against theirs only works and, and unless there's an impartial witness. You have to try and shut up. <laughs> and this is this is where I, I quite enjoyed this side aspect of the story. An aggrieved fellow first-class passenger uh, got in touch with the airline and said, yeah, I saw the whole thing and it was fairly distressing. Korean Air, in return, they sent her an apology in the form of a calendar and a model airplane. Great. Unless the first class passenger was seven, I reckon that's not going to be enough. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't. This passenger corroborated the story and said, yeah, she did throw the nuts and she attacked the, the crew. They should have forked out more than that, than what they'd just find lying around the fucking office to shut her up. Stupid. If I witnessed a crime, especially perpetrated by someone obscenely rich, I'd want to get more than a toy in a calendar. You'd want something. <laughs> Pretty good, like cold hard. I'm just, I'm just gonna check quickly. I wonder if she ever had to do just military service. You reckon the two well, years they have to do know. a military service? Do rich people have to do that? Well, this is what I'm having a look at. Uh, is it, is it compulsory in South Korea? Yeah, two years, I believe. There's a an awesome UFC fighter who, in the middle of his career, went to do it. What? Was he 15 when he started fighting? Hold on. 
In 2013, she travelled to Hawaii to give birth so that her children, twin boys, would have automatic US citizenship and avoid South Korea's two-year compulsory military service. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Maybe the girls don't have to. Oh, well. Why should they? Patriarchy again. The, um, the, the company did a backflip, sort of, and fired Heather from one of her executive roles. But don't panic, she still worked there. It was just a token gesture by her dad. But she did get, for obstructing aviation safety, um, she got one year in jail for this. What? For the nuts. She went to jail? Well, she did three months. But, yeah, she got one one year in jail. Still? Not bad at all. There was a massive public outcry. I think we're underplaying it here. Like it's Yeah. You've seen how fanatical South Koreans can be. They um. <laughs> They got right behind it, <laughs> decided they don't like the class system. Um, there was also a civil suit, which is where justice tends to be served up a little more in keeping with its original sentiment from what I've seen, like when OJ got done in a civil <laughs> yeah. suit. It's like, oh, up till then, I didn't even know the concept of a civil suit. A lot more relaxed in court, OJ, in the civil suit version. Didn't really give a shit. Was he? Yeah. I watched that. There's that five-part the ESPN oh, yeah, 30 for 30 doc. Yeah. Yeah. And they said just how different he was, just going to take a piss and whatever. He didn't care. He wasn't waving at anyone. He's like, well, can't get me for murder. So who cares? Just cash. Yeah. Get him where it actually hurts. Um, the um, flight attendant and the cabin chief, they sued her. But of course, they didn't get too far because they're not as rich as her. It got dismissed, the whole thing, because it was filed in the USA. And all parties and evidence were in South Korea. So I'm not sure what they were thinking there. Mm. I think they just got diddled by a Florida lawyer. He <laughs> said, yeah, I'll take care of this. Come over to the Dade. We'll sort it out. They get there and the judge goes, what the fuck? This is in South Korea. Mate, hold get on. Get out of here. The headline there, better call Seoul. Oh, yeah. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be surprised if that's not on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Great minds. Um, yeah, like you said, Heather has she, – she had form before and since, actually. In 2013, pre this incident, she received undercooked ramen noodles and uh, threw a tanty, physically attacking a flight attendant, throwing the noodles. Um, in 2018, after this incident, she stood down from her executive roles, as did her sister Emma because she threw a drink in the face of an executive during a meeting. So they like throwing stuff around. Yeah. These people. And hopefully the twins catch on. Well, when there's absolutely no chance of physical ramification, you probably would kick off a bit more. What if you're rich enough to just throw shit at people yeah. and start hitting them? Yeah. Remember we covered that the Indian politician that hit the guy with his shoe? Yeah, with his slippers. Yeah. Yeah, this slipper. There'll there'll be an uprising though, like most places. They're obviously already here. Some rich turd. Started wrapping me over the knuckles with his slippers, I'd punch him in the fucking head. <laughs> I don't care about my job. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. That's an MO. But other cultures a bit behind in terms of every man for himself. <laughs> so um But you, unlike most people, are actually hoping for that to happen at some point. I would of- love for that to happen. <laughs> I used, when I was a waiter, I used to dream oh. of just some fuckhead, hopefully famous, someone, just some fucking ass face coming in and just being awful and I could just give them a dressing down right in front of their family. 
wouldn't care. <laughs> like I wasn't going to instigate it, but I'm not copping shit from from that. Yeah. That's that's not on. I do it to rank and files all the time. You're a bit Robert De Niro, bit taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> more more sort of defense. Um, Michael Douglas falling down. Oh just yeah, yeah. Had it just had enough. <laughs> going to go. On. Um, the whole family's in on this, right? In in 2020, Heather's mother, Lee Myung Hee, kicked a chauffeur and threw a pair of secateurs at a security guard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, a long string of assaults on her employees, especially since her husband died. Um, she routinely assaults construction workers. She got a got a Renault done at her house and bashed a few of them. There's, there's, there's some footage of one of them. I saw her assaulting a worker at the Hyatt, which was being built by Korean Air's parent company. And, I mean, I've, I don't like getting a dressing down for poor workmanship on some clown's house, but I'm not going to cop a fucking beating. I'd love to lay out a homeowner, just, just come in one morning, just put them on the ground. Life hasn't given me a house. Why should you have one? Smack. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't sue you for yours. No, not really. That's the best bit about not owning stuff. What are you going to take? Although, admittedly, like here, they're pretty good. Most people are humble enough to to treat the workers with some form of respect, at least until the bills need to be paid or they, you finish their house and then they can call you a fuckhead or something. <laughs> but like what, while it's going on, they know they can't do it. So they're not bashing you, which is, this is crazy. So look, from what I've seen in this footage too, a lot more women in uh, construction in a place like Korea. Mm. I don't know where jury's out here. Is that progressive? Like if you want to, then go for it, but you're going to die early. It's hard. Like sometimes equality fucking hurts. <laughs> you get mesothelioma. You're going to get a bad back. Is that what we want for the women? <laughs> I don't know. Not for me to say, is it? It's more a Melbourne um, debate. Well, no, you see you see a lot more. I don't know. I've seen a bunch of female tradies down here. Is it not as big in Sydney? What are they doing? Well, just different jobs, I guess. Yeah. Very different jobs. Are they are they laying bricks and stuff? I don't know. I'm not saying anyone shouldn't or couldn't go for it. I don't ask. But I don't really wish it upon well, you see what they're doing. They're driving no, a do, truck or are they No, I'm just driving lifting. past. You see them on a work site, dressed the same as all the other blokes. So I figure they're doing oh, yeah. something. Building. You know. Stop go sign. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Go for it, everyone. Follow your dreams, but just watch out what your dreams are because sometimes they're quite painful when you realise <laughs> them. Um, Heather's mum, for all her bashings, she received a two-year suspended prison sentence last year. I just love a good punch on nothing. This whole family. <laughs> oh yeah, it's nothing. But well, she's got she's seventy. Oh Jesus! And if she bashes someone before she's seventy-two, she's going to jail. Yeah, and she does like to bash people. <laughs> Great time to back chat <laughs> her at a building site. Got a 24-month. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon it'd be like driving with one point left? Yeah. You're just fucking showing your fist a lot but not following through? Oh, for Can't sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sizing up to people. If I was on her house, I would say, whenever she's around, just tell someone to get the camera out. I'm about to say something silly. See what happens. <laughs> Leave skid marks in the dunny. <laughs> Whatever. Just drink directly out of the tap. No cup. <laughs> um, Korean Air in a bit of trouble these days. They're rotating their staff since the pandemic downturn. Just sort of, nah, 
you've all still got jobs, but you know, um, stress is a likely cause of having to assault staff. Usually the case, leave them be. In a bit of a bit of a feel good twist, though. Hold on. Um, I just read though that Korean Air twenty twenty one Air Transport World named Korean Air twenty twenty one Airline of the Year. What's Air Transport World? I don't know. I'm trying to find out more information on them. Is that a state-run? Aviation Week Network's Air Transport World, the leading media brand serving the information needs of the global airline and commercial air transport communities, uh, have given them 2021 ATW Airline of the Year. Well, if they're, if they're impartial. They cited the company's excellent leadership, its ability to remain operationally profitable every quarter in 2020 throughout COVID, strong commitment to health, Safety, the environment. I love any time that an airline gets a thumbs up for environmental stuff. Environment, yeah. Just, just fucking burning fuel and then <laughs> something bad happens so they just have to dump a bunch over the ocean. Oh, for sure. But you can't have safety <laughs> and the environment no. in that dichotomy. I know. This is, this is the most corrupt thing I've ever heard. Like clearly that website is Korean state run or – no, this looks, woman has, looks has legit. paid for it. Sure it is, mate. Looks good. They don't let anyone just on the internet, do they? <laughs> Korean S, a five-star Skytrax rating. It's pretty good. It's just 2021. It's probably because they're not going anywhere. Well, 2021. Quite safe when you stay on the ground. Yeah. It's like you and your nod for best show, Comedy Festival, head of the B-team, yeah. aren't you? Didn't have Wasn't. all the geniuses here. It's much easier. <laughs> This Korean Air thing is probably most improved since 1999. Haven't killed one person since 1999. Don't mention the 700 pre that. You're saying Y2K helped them out. The one positive Y2K story. Oh, yeah, it's just a restart. Sorted the planes out. Complete reboot. (laughs) I reckon after one crash, you'd rename your airline, wouldn't you? Yeah, you look at that Korean Air incidents and accidents, and from 1971 all the way through to 1999, chockers. Up till twenty second of December, nineteen ninety nine. Yep, um, and then fine. New century, new me. <laughs> They're doing well. Yeah. Um, one feel good twist of this whole story is that sales of macadamia nuts in South Korea <laughs> rose by two hundred and fifty percent straight after the incident. People are like, oh, I'm getting in on that. I might uh, have a nut bash someone. So every cloud, macadamia nuts, not the villain here, really. You reckon we had that here with Egg Boy when he egged that bloke? You reckon egging? You reckon egg sales went up a bit? People are going, fuck, that is fun. I've forgotten. For eating, for throwing them or for, yeah. for eating them? I reckon throwing them, eating know. them. It was a good plug for eggs. Briefly. I think I think everyone, it's like sucking eggs. You just know that throwing them is fun. <laughs> You're born knowing that. So not really, not much of a spy. Um, a couple of. A couple of Korean sketch comedy shows did parodies of the incident. Great. And one of them did like a full sketch on facial expressions of Cho when she was copying a medicine at the trial. Koreans love a laugh, from what I've seen, mm. until a certain Australian TV personality gives K-pop <laughs> shit, at which point South Korea's collective sense of humour abandons them completely and they start to threaten death. But uh, pre that, they quite like a laugh. Love a laugh. Not going to see my son's face on the internet anymore. Oh, Imagine being that passionate about something that just mm. doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm jealous. You just 
you just feel there's so much meaning in your life to get angry and violent over music or football or something. I've never fucking had that. It's all a journey, isn't it? <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you get that? Yeah. I didn't get fu- that fired up. It was my family being threatened. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Move on. What are you going to do from over there? It's not North Korea. No guns here. What are you going to do? Anyway, um, yeah, class warfare. Get in on it. Fuck yeah. Get rich and then treat people like shit. Must feel good. You know what? I was thinking of pecans before. Macadamia nut, love them. Mm. Oh, superb. The macadamia nut, though, can't eat a lot of them. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe a macadamia nut, you just have a few. Well, you do is just have a few because they're about a dollar each if you if you break down the weight. <laughs> Incredibly tasty, very labour intensive, and to get them out of the shell too, not pleasant. Oh, you're not buying shelled macadamias, are you? No, but I've I've picked and stolen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd buy them out of the shell if I were a to buy them. Bit of bit of Woolworths picking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I picked them. <laughs> Off the shelf, right into my fucking hoodie pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reckon that's a that's a safe assumption for a security guard. Anyone in a hoodie in the fucking health food section, just check the pockets on the way out. Oh yeah, <laughs> in an oversized hoodie, anywhere that's not the fucking Monster Energy drink section, <laughs> just have a look. I'd say, you know, to extend that, any hoodie that goes down past the belt line, frisk them. <laughs> Watch your fingers. They've got syringes in there somewhere. It's still frisking. Makes you think, doesn't it? Fucking hell. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. Get on Patreon, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl if you want extra episodes of the show and to help keep the lights on here at MFB HQ. Uh, we've got a live show coming up in Melbourne later in the year part of the inaugural Great Australian Podcast Festival, Heggy, at the Palais Theatre. Yes. Looking forward to it. Theatres, that's where you belong. Well, a theatre, I believe we've both done stand-up at the Palais Theatre numerous times as a part of various televised galas, and this time I don't. I've had a look at the tickets and some of the shows on the lineup because it says across two stages, yeah. and some of the shows you can pick stalls, balcony, etc. And for ours, it says general admission. So I reckon we're not in the big one. Good. We'll be in a green room or something. <laughs> we'll be in a car park, I reckon. Fine by me. Even better. All right. Beauty. Get down there. There'll be some more stuff announced soon in terms of live shows as soon as you're back on the road, mate. Yeah, as soon as it's all opened up again. Sweet. All right, mate. Copy you later. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.